You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, good evening. Praise God. We're glad you're here. And we just trust that uh, you're staying cool with all the temperatures. And, uh, you know, we thank God for His amazing grace and uh, what God is doing in our lives here. Hallelujah. You know, I've had an interesting, interesting week, all kinds of things going on. And, uh, you know, anytime the enemy raises up his ugly head, you got you to gotta rise up in faith and you got to rise up and believe, take hold of the word of God. And, and many times I always have to grab a hold of myself and say, okay, how's my believer doing? <clears throat> you know, how's my believer? How's my believing doing? And, uh, you know, because uh, many times... Uh, we have faith to believe and to know that God's there, but we know that, you know, God's word is forever settled in heaven, the Bible says, but it's only forever settled in earth when we believe that. You know, I mean, that's what Psalm says. Psalms 119, you know, in there, it basically says, For forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. What does it mean to be settled in heaven? It means that God's word is producing, it's there, it is law, it is what's going on. He said his word is settled in heaven, the Bible also says that so his word goes forth out of his mouth, it'll not return unto him void, but it'll accomplish the thing whereunto he sent it, amen? And it'll prosper in it. So if he told us those things, then the word of God has that power, but why isn't his word being made manifest uh, more so in the earth? Well, it's because it's made manifest through us as believers. So I always got to ask myself, how's my believer doing? Which is just another word. How am I doing? How am I believing? How, what am I doing? Go to John's gospel, if you would, with me. John chapter 20, verse 31. Um, it, it's such a, a really a cool verse here. But, you know, John, in writing all of this and, and uh, declaring some things, I like John's gospel. I like John chapter 20 because uh, that's where, um, you know, Jesus you know, Pete was talking to Peter and telling Peter a whole lot of things. And then Peter was getting really... Uh, he had under the gun, so he turned around and he took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at John and said, what about him? And Jesus made this a great statement. He said, what if I want him to live forever? What is that to you? And Peter said, you just told me how I'm going to die. You just told me how I was going to think my life's going to end, and now you're telling me he's going to get to live forever? That's not fair. You know, and, uh, you know, but, but the key is here in, in John chapter 20 and verse th- 31, he said this, he said, But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. Amen? Now you realize that back up in in verse 30, he said, Many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Aren't you glad that we can speak the name of Jesus and that's power? Because that's where, where we're tagged with. Hallelujah, that we get to believe on that name, that name that there's no other name given among men whereby we can be saved. He said, these things are written that we might believe, that believing we might have life through his name. I'm so glad for that. I'm so glad that God gave us his word to form our beliefs. And so we always have to grab a hold of our beliefs because our believing is what makes the word of God come alive in our lives. Amen? Amen. Believe it or not, what you believe tells you whether or not the Word of God is true in your life. Because what do you believe about it? Well, you know, what does the Word say? But what do you believe about it? You know, 
And I remember hearing this many, many years ago. It says, what good are your beliefs if they don't govern what you think, what you say, and what you do? Because the word belief means this thing here. It means it's something that causes a person to act in a certain way. I believe this, so I'm going to act this way. I believe this, so I'm going to do this. And you believe it strong enough to act because it's the doers of the word that receive. Amen? It's the doers, not the hearers. It's the doers. Hallelujah. And wonderful thing about it is, is that we were having this discussion on the way in because, you know, you can get so caught up in, oh my gosh, you know, we, I've got this, had this, did this, did all these things here. And you're thinking, Lord, I'm sorry. Thank you for your mercy and your grace one more time. Your mercy and your grace one more time. And uh, as we were shared that she shared something about Catherine Coleman saying, you know, that just keeping an attitude of prayer all day long because of when we do pray, if we think, okay, I prayed for two hours, that means God has to do something. Now, I've never thought that in my life. I don't understand, but I've heard that many, many times. People say, well, I've prayed for four hours. That means we're going to have this great thing because of what I did. And yeah, you get in trouble when you do those things. Does God want you to pray? Yes. God wants you to pray without ceasing. Does God want you to pray hours? Does God want? Yes, yes, and yes. But the minute that you think that you are the one that's causing uh, the good things to happen, or you think it's you that is bringing forth this great revelation, you're in trouble. Every time I get up, I'm like the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that says, I stand before you in fear and trembling. Amen. Not knowing anything except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So that your faith will stand in the power of God and not in the wisdom of men. Amen? That's my heart's cry, my heart's desire is because it's, it's all God anyways. If God doesn't bring in God, I can't give anybody revelation. Only God can give revelation. But here's the wonderful thing about it. I remember, you know, and I've talked to God and God just, and I love when, when things become alive on the inside of me. Hallelujah. That, that, that changes things around me. When God began to say, did you know that the whole pressure in everything that I do is based on my word, not yours? Now, let me say that again. All the pressure for doing things in the earth that God's going to do in the earth is based on his word, not ours. Now, let me clarify that because we have to take his word and put it in our mouth and speak it out so he can actually do things on the earth. But the power and the pressure or the pressure to perform or the power is in the word of God, not in our words. Amen? Now, now, now go to Isaiah 55 with me. I quoted it to you, but go ahead and go over there. Uh, and I'm just preaching myself happier. I need to do that. I need to stir up my, the gifts of God on the inside of me. Hallelujah. If I told you the week I'd had, you'd all reach out and pray for me. Hallelujah. But God is good. And, uh, you know, how many of you know the devil loves the pile-on effect? He loves for this to happen, that to happen, this, and he just wants to keep pushing it so you never kind of catch up. But um, aren't you glad that you don't have to answer every question that comes to your mind? And you don't have to know how. How do you know it's not our job to know how? It's our job to believe. That's why I said, how's my believing doing? How's the believer doing in me? How's the believer doing? What am I believing? How, how, how am I believing? What is the believer doing? How, how good is that? Amen. Here in Isaiah 55 verse 11, it says this. Actually, let's back up to verse 8 and 9, just so we can kind of grasp all that he's talking about. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. You know, amen? And my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. 
For, verse 10 says, For as the rain comes down in the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. How do you know that rain and snow does their job? When they come, they do their job. They water the earth. Snow replenishes. We, you know, we, we rely on snow very, very heavily here in the valley because we want it to, you know, it doesn't rain very much here, but we're hoping that it snows a whole heck of a lot up there so they can store it up and bring it down to us through our waterway systems. Amen? I mean, we like it to rain here a whole lot more, and we're believing for that. We're believing for that. But just as rain and snow does what it's supposed to do, look what he says in verse 11. So shall my word be. What's his word going to be like? Like rain and snow. It's going to cover the earth. It's going to bring forth. It's going to do these things. He said, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish the thing that I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, how do you ever know when God is speaking in your heart or when God sends his word? It's when it comes up on the inside of you. When the word of God, when the scripture comes up, when the word of God comes up, that's how you know God sent it. When God sends his word, it's not going to return to him void. He sent it so you can speak it out so that he can produce it in your life. Amen. And he's trying to get your believer to believe that. Enough to say it. You know that, that faith doesn't work unless we say it. Unless we have an action behind it. And how do you know sometimes it's very difficult, especially when uh, everybody else around you is not having faith to believe. You know, we watched a movie the other night, which I think we should probably watch it in, 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 in here. And it's actually based on a true story. It's based about a mama who would not give up on her son. And the crazy thing about it is that the movie industry uh, rated it R. And it had one bad word in it. Hell. That was the bad word. Everything else was all about God, all about prayer. All about fighting for prayer. All about you're not going to say one negative word in, in, in this room. You're not going to say she ran all the doctors out, ran all the people from town out. She said, no, I'm believing. They announced and said, your, your son's dead. She walked into the room there. Bam, she prayed and he started breathing again. Now he was in all things and they said, and they, you know, and, but God did a miracle. I'm miracle. It was just amazing. And I kept thinking, I kept waiting for ugliness to show up, kept waiting for something to happen. And it was all good. I thought, and then she explained to me the whole history behind it is that they didn't want anybody. They didn't want kids because it was about a kid. It was about a young boy that, that, that was 13 years old that this happened to that came back to life and, and God totally restored his life and, uh, because they didn't want any kids to see it. So that's why they put the R rating on it. I said, how can you do this? Nothing. I mean, I, I've seen cartoons worse than this one. I mean, because I thought, no, it's rated R. I don't, I don't do that. She goes, no, no, no. Let me tell you the story. I said, okay. But it was fantastic. But it was about a mom who wouldn't quit. Who got everybody else to believe. She actually got the pastor to believe, which was really cool. And her and the pastor, they believed. You know? And it was just, you know, and they were just waiting to see. And it was like, no, even the, even the dad, he wasn't believing. But then he repented. He started believing. And it was awesome. You know? And, and it was just, it was, it's, a, it's just based on truth, it's a true story. But the key about it is, is that we get this enough to where, even if you're the only one speaking it, yes. even if you're the only one saying it, yes. even if you're the only one out of all, the, I mean, everybody out of the whole town, you're the, you're the only one that believes God can do this miracle. Yes. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. And thank God. 
for that, that, that whole thing that took place, that whole thing. Because faith is an action word. And how have you know, we need our faith strengthened now more than we ever do. We need to be exercising our faith, believing. And so I always have to ask myself, what am I believing for? What, what am I, how is my believer? If my believer's not working, if it's not believing, I'm not believing for goodness. I'm not believing to be a blessing or I'm not believing to touch somebody's life. Amen. Believing for divine appointments. You know, it takes effort to exercise your faith. It does. It takes effort to believe, okay, God, show me what to do. Show me how to do this. Show me what to do in this area here. Amen? And I thank God for that. Because see, faith without action, James said this, faith without action is dead. He said, you show me your faith without your actions, and I'm going to show you my faith by my actions. But you know, the number one action of faith is speaking. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, what does it say? You know, but we having the same spirit of faith, but we having the same spirit of faith. So what is that same spirit? According as it is written, they believed and therefore they spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. That's the same. That's the spirit of faith. That's what we got to do. But what are we going to speak? We got to speak God's word. We got to take hold of God's word. Amen. Now, here's the thing about it. You can quote and say this word all day long if you don't believe it. This dead letter. How many know that Jesus said in John chapter 6, he said, the letter killeth, but the spirit brings life. Hallelujah. How do we bring spirit? We're born again. We have the spirit of God. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. We love God. But how do we bring life into these words is that we believe them. Amen? We believe them enough to stand on them. Amen? So you got to always ask yourself, how's your believer? My believer got a little rattled this week on some things because things got bigger and bigger and bigger than than my little believer. But then I began to say, okay, what does the Word of God say? See, if faith is designed to produce the life, remember what it says here over there in in that verse, our keynote verse, it says that believing you might have life through His name. And that life he, He gives, and He gives more abundantly. He gives maximum life. We've got to stir ourselves up. We're going to bring the fire and the power of God. The Bible says that the, Jesus went everywhere with the disciples, working with him. But what was he confirming? In, in Mark chapter 16, verse 20 says, The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. You know, I remember this here in the ministry. Said, he said, man, I was praying. I said, Lord, I, I want you to confirm your word. I'm just believing you to confirm your word. And he kept praying. And, uh, you know, and finally after he kept praying and praying, he's just really, finally he heard in the spirit, said, well, the Lord said, you think I'm a liar? He said, well, no, you're not a liar. He said, what did I say? He says, the Lord said, I, he, the Lord went everywhere with him confirming the word. He said, if you preach the word, I confirm the word. It's not a matter of me, you know, me not doing something. It's a matter of you preaching the word. If you're doing what the word says, if you're doing preaching the word, I'll confirm my word. You just got to speak my word out. He'll confirm his word in your life if you believe it and speak it out. Amen. And you can say, well, Lord, that's what you said. You said you would do this. But how, how do we get the word to live on the inside of us? Same way that we do on anything is we got to meditate the word of God. We got to take hold of the word of God and just begin to believe it and begin to put it before our eyes. You know, Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Amen. But thou shalt meditate in it day and night, you know, and because therein you're going to find the things of God. But he says, and then... Then you'll have good success. When you meditate, when you take hold of the word of God, what does Psalms 1, 1 through 3 say when it talks about how we don't walk with sinners? 
Y'all looking at me like, go to Psalms chapter one. We got to bless your hearts. Hallelujah. You know, you get up and you listen to me quote all these things for you. And then you just sit out there and go, isn't that nice? You're getting fat. You're going to get slaughtered. You got to help. We got to get you to do this. Psalms one. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I'm reading out of the good old King James here. So, uh, I just felt, you know, and actually I got out my, my original, original has been falling apart, fell apart three times, been rebound. That's why, for those of you that are wondering, why in the world do you have a blue Bible? Because somebody was so sweet many years ago when they saw my Bible falling apart, they snuck it away and, and put a binding on it. And it happened to be a, a, a nice, sweet lady. She's in heaven, so I'm not going to complain. Uh, but when she brought it back, I was like, you did have a red one on there. You could have put a black one, maybe a brown, but she put a blue. So that's the way it is. Hallelujah. Amen. So anyways, so anyways, (laughs) anyways, look what it says here. Psalms 1, 1, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Man, aren't you glad we're not doing the things because you know it, it would be very easy right now to walk in the in the counsel of the ungodly it'd be very easy to walk in the ways of sinners because that's the majority and it would be very easy uh to sit in the seat of the scornful the seat of the scornful is just everybody who complains and mocks and says yeah, how terrible everything you just want to sit around and complain about everything it's easy to be with the complainers how many know you can't have faith and complain at the same time Thank you for that. I mean, I got twice. That's two good people that are listening. Amen. Look what it says is, but his delight or your delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law or in his word, do you meditate day and night? And you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. Hallelujah. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Amen. I'm so glad that when we begin to let the word of God, the word of God is where the power is and all the pressures on the word to perform. We just let God's word. God said, no, no, God said it. I believe it. I'm that settles it in my heart. I'm going to allow God to be God in my life. Amen. Let me, let me read that Psalms one, uh, one through three out of the new living translation. I wrote that down in my notes. It says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked Woo-hoo! or stand around with sinners. Or join in with the mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Amen. God wants us to prosper. How many of you know that God wants us to be blessed? Hallelujah. Here's something that the Lord always reminds me. He says, is your, believing, is your believer rooted deep on the inside of you? Because I always ask myself, what do I really believe about this? What do I believe needs to take place? You know, if, if I walked around with you for a day, I'd probably correct you in a lot of things. I said, do you really believe what you just said? Do you really mean what you just said? Do you really want that to happen, what you just said? <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody wants a confession police or anything like that going around. Nobody wants that thing happening. But the key is, is that if you'll actually listen to yourself talk, your spirit will tell you when it disagrees with your words. 
you violated your heart. You violated your conscience. And that's what messes you up because you begin to say things you really don't believe. And, and, and I wrote this down. It says, we need to make sure that believing is taking root on the inside of us. We're believers, right? That's what the Bible says. We're believers. What are we believing in? We're believing in the blood of Jesus. We're believing in the name of Jesus. We're believing in the power of the word of God, that God's word can never fail. We're believing that God's with us, that what he said in his word is ours. We're believing in the promises of God. Amen? Amen? We're believing that what, even what the word of God says, and we see what David said. David said, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. And we know there's famines. We know there's all kinds of things happening. But God's going to take care of the church. Because in the midst of the plagues, in the midst of all things going on, the church, hallelujah, is going to survive. God's going to do this. Hallelujah. See, and, and when we understand that our faith has to be in the word of God and that God's word has to be on our mouth and on our lips, because God said, if we'll b- believe and have the faith of God, our faith through words can move mountains. We can move everything. What? Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Amen. He said, if we speak to the mountain, we don't talk about the mountain, we speak to the mountain. Amen. Jesus told us, he said, listen, have faith in God and use your words to move every mountain in your life away from you. Amen. And we get this, it's what's being attacked. It's what's being attacked about what is the strength. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. Like I shared before, there's just so many folks and things that have been said and there's still small wars being fought you know, along the lines of giving, you know, and everybody's, everybody's chiming in, this is huge thing, and I wish, really wish they'd just keep the, all of their opinions to themselves, but everybody believes they're the Holy Spirit to correct the body of Christ. How many of you know there's only one Holy Ghost, there's only one Holy Spirit, and you are not it? Did you hear that? I don't care if this guy, I'm just telling you, you're not. Thank God for the Word, thank God for all of your knowledge and those things there, but you mess things up when you endeavor to uh, correct and try to come against or try to do this. It just, it always shocks me, you know. Um, and, and, and here's the thing too. I love to argue the word of God. I love to get together with men of God and really just, you know, one person take one side the other and just beat up everybody's doctrine. It's so much fun. But I haven't found one, I shouldn't say that. I've found maybe, maybe a couple people, but really very few that can actually handle disagreement. That could actually handle you telling them you're wrong. Now prove me wrong. Let's do this. Let's go. I love the word. That's why I love the word of God. I love, to, I love it. I love to get into that. Let's do that. What about this guy? I mean, I'd love to go. Let's do 500 scriptures. Let's do this. I mean, let's go for it. I mean, let's do it. I mean, I love that. I think it's fantastic. But I would never do it online or I'd never do it publicly. Because you confuse people, you mess people up. And see, people get messed up in their faith because their believer gets rocked. Amen? See, I have confidence in the Word of God. Amen? I have confidence in what God says. Hallelujah. But I have confidence in believing that what God says is true. And if it's not, then I say, I have enough faith in God to say, God, help me. Change me. Do what I, do what I need. Amen? Show me. I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I don't believe like I did 20 years ago on some things. Now, I still believe like I did 20 years ago on a lot of things. Amen? I'm so glad I can grow. Faith grows. Amen? Thank God for those things there. 
you know. But the devil's trying to come and he's trying to attack. He's trying to attack in body. You know that. Now he's trying to attack in finances. Now he's trying to attack in lack. Now he's going to attack in relationships. Okay, we weathered this great big storm of fighting in our, in our bodies, fighting for healing, fighting in, in sickness and disease and coming out. Now that we've come out and we've come out fighting and we've come out strong in some things. So now it's going to, I'm going to attack over here in this area. Let's divide the body of Christ and so we're going to attack in relationships. Let's get them divided on this. They want to divide on that and divide on this. And then if we can't do this, let's divide them in, in finance or let's divide them in trying to get things to help people or to do things. The devil's always been doing that. He's been doing that for years. That's what he does. He just doesn't, he always just, he just keeps going around, but he just keeps doing things so that he can get the body of Christ to get on this tangent or get on that tangent and get on this tangent and get us all messed up, get us all fussing and fighting. Amen? It's crazy. It's crazy. Now you just love God. God. God could care less about your money. He wants your heart. And if he has your heart, he has your money. You know, it does, that's, that's the way it is. You know, and, and, and how much you want to be blessed is up to you. How much you want to allow God to be God is up to you. That's up to you. You know, people want to fight small wars about things. And they want to do stupid stuff. It's crazy. No, I just don't understand that. I don't. That's a, that's a pet peeve of mine because I grew up in church. I watched everybody do this. I've watched finances destroy things. I've watched money wipe people out, destroy everybody. And it's crazy. You know, and I've watched all the other things because I've watched the devil get in and all it does is everybody thinks somebody's going to get more than them. And everybody forgets, who's your source? God is. If God's not your source, we're in trouble. Amen? Hallelujah. And if you don't understand that you work for a giving and you give for a living, you'll be in trouble. Okay? And if you don't understand that, you're in trouble. Hallelujah, that God, God's, God's your source. God's the one bringing it to you. God's doing it. And you just let God be God and you honor God. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's enough tangent right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen? Glory to God. Go with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. Remember, no, Matthew chapter 8, excuse me. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. You know this. I've quoted it a lot. But I love this passage of Scripture because it's so cool. Because the Bible... We have to have enough faith to speak the word of God in every area that we need. Whatever we're lacking in, whatever it is, whether it's we're believing God for healing, whether we're believing God for relationship, whether we're believing God for lies of the enemy to cease. Amen? Whatever we're believing God, God's got a scripture for us, God's got, and God brings that word. He wants that word to prevail in our life. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Aren't you glad the word of God prevails over everything? In Mark chapter 4, when it talks about it, it says there that the seed sown grows up and becomes greater. It's the word of God when it's sown and when you begin to apply it and you begin to plant it, you begin to meditate, it grows up and becomes greater than any obstacle that you're facing. It grows up and becomes greater than cancer. It becomes greater than lack. It becomes greater than, than, than loneliness. It becomes greater than anything that the enemy is trying to bombard you with. When you take the word of God, it grows up and that seed becomes greater. Amen? We take hold of that. So we have to have enough faith to say the word of God. We haven't have enough faith how to receive that what God said about us is true. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We've got to stir up the gifts of God. People say, well, it's not that easy. It can't be that easy. It is that easy. It's believing and speaking. The same spirit of faith. You've got a spirit of faith that rises up and says, I'm going to take this. You've got the same spirit of faith that caused David to run at Goliath. The same spirit of faith that caused Daniel to sleep in the lion's den. The same spirit of faith that caused those three Hebrew children to go into the fiery furnace and get the fourth man in the fire. The same spirit of faith that knew that what God said, we're going to see this and see it happening. Amen? It's that same spirit of faith that we have. They believed, they spoke. We believe, therefore we speak. We have enough faith to take hold of this, but we got to make sure our believing is taking root on the inside. What do we believe? Amen. It amazes me about people in the sense of the man. I and I don't mind. I, I love that. I think there was a song that said, "We believe in the blood of Jesus." We believe, and it's just I love that. I love to declare. Yet I used to have a thing in my Bible that talked about that. I, you know who I am and what I am. As far as that, of course, it's not in here because this got rebound. Anyways, so uh, it's all gone. But it was about who I am and what I have in this. But look what it says here in, in Matthew chapter eight. Look at verse five. He said this, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. And he said, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Wow. That would have ended it for everybody else. Everybody said, oh, Jesus is coming. We're great. He wouldn't have said another word. But then this guy says something that just totally blows Jesus away. He was, you know, Jesus wasn't amazed very much, except with unbelief and then with this faith. But the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. You just got to speak the word only. You just got to speak the word only. You just got to speak the word only and my servant will be healed. You say my servant's healed, my servant is healed. You just speak the word only and my servant is healed. He goes, let me just tell you why I believe that. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. He marveled, and he said to them that followed all of his unbelieving disciples, praise God. He said, truly, verily, I say unto you that I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. You know, and then it goes on to say some things here, but jump down to the 13th verse, and here's what he says. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go your way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Amen. Now you remember over in John, John's gospel, where in John, I think around John 4, where the nobleman's son was healed. Okay? And then when he, Jesus said, you know, you know, be it unto you according to faith. And he, and he knew, so then when he got, he started talking to his, his servants, when did he begin to amend? And they said yesterday at this hour, and he knew that that was the hour that Jesus spoke, and that was the hour that he believed. Amen? He believed in what? He believed in the word of what Jesus says. And so when God's word rises up, when you believe the word that rises in God sent his word, what? To heal you. God sent his word to deliver you. God sent his word to bring forth you. And you agreement with that word, you speak that word out, and you take hold of that word, and it becomes life to you. And it changes everything. Amen? See, Jesus was always trying to get his disciples to believe. That's why he, he made a big deal about this. Because you remember, Jesus, Jesus tells his disciples, hey, let's go over to the other side. 
We're going we're gonna to take in a ship. We're gonna, let's go over to the other side. I've said, let's go over to the other side. So Jesus goes in the back of the boat and goes to sleep. Right? And this great wind comes up. There's winds blowing waves. I mean, you know, and he's back there sleeping. And they're fighting for their lives. All of a sudden, they run back in. They wake him up and say, Master, don't you care that we're dying? We're perishing. Jesus wakes up, looks at him, and he says, peace be still. And everything calm. And everything gets done. Then he turns around and says, where's your faith? How is it that you have no faith? My word, I said, let's go to the other side. Amen? I mean, we see this and we see things. And here's where everybody goes. It's like, yeah, but wow, that was Jesus. I know that was Jesus. Amen? And, and, and see, because the devil didn't want Jesus to get to the other side. Because you know what happened in Mark chapter 5. That was, they went to the, the, to the Gadarenes, okay, with the madman of the Gadarenes. The demonic had, had legions of devils. And, of course, they get there, hallelujah, and the devil runs up to Jesus and says, Hey, why are you, what are you doing here? Are you going to torment me before the time? You know, and then Jesus, you know, because, you know, he had already told him to come out. And the man, he said, well, what's your name? And then he said, how many is there? And he cast them into the swine and defeated them. You know, I mean, the, the enemies of what happens here is that the enemy is always trying to get you to look at the winds or hear the winds. Winds are always, uh, when it begins to come and to do, it's always voices. And how many of you know there's so many voices in the earth today? Wow. And you got a choice to choose which one you're going to believe. Amen? You have a choice of which one you're going to believe. And the devil is always going to try to stop you ahead of time from your believing. And your speaking. And here's the thing. If you say, well, I do believe. The problem is if you're not speaking it, if you're not gonna, it's not going to come to pass. Because it's with your, your believing is your heart. But your speaking is where your salvation comes. It's where your healing comes. It's where your financial blessings come. It's where your strength comes. It's where your authority comes. You know, isn't it amazing that the centurion then say, Well, Lord, you've already said you'll come and heal me. That means you've got great thoughts. Everything's cool. The centurion said, No, you don't, I'm not worthy of you to come. I don't, I don't even need you to come. You just got to speak the word only. I love that. I love that because when the word of God comes up and here's the thing about it, God's word in your mouth is the same as God's word in his mouth. Amen? You know, we take hold of this and uh, you know, we have to speak against all the voices that are coming against us. Let's close on this. Go to Isaiah 54, 17, one of my favorite verses. And as you notice, if you've been here any time, I got a lot of favorite verses. You know, my favorite verse is the verse that I need at that time. <laughs> and here's the thing too and you know why many times we don't speak our faith like we should or we don't have our believer rooted really on the inside of us as, as we should is because we're allowing all of the winds all of the voices that are coming against us and the Bible says that we've got to speak against the winds we've got to take authority over the voices that are coming against us first Isaiah fifty four seventeen says no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. Now, it doesn't mean it won't be formed. It just means it won't prosper in it. And then here's the key. This is the one I want you to get. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, you shall condemn. 
You've got to speak to the voice because the devil's always telling you you're not going to make it. You're not going to get this. You're not going to have this. You're not going to have enough. This is going to, this, you know, this time you're not going to make it. Look at it. There's never going to be enough. There's never going to be this. Oh, you, and you're always trying to get you to live in fear. And you can't have fear and faith together. Amen? But it says here that every tongue or every voice that shall rise up against you, you shall condemn. Means you've got to take authority. You've got to take authority of a word spoken. You've definitely got to. I mean, because, man, words are containers. They're powerful. Amen? You've got to take authority of a word spoken. And you've got to let your faith. So, you, so you, here's three things tonight. We're kind of trying to wrap it all up. First of all, how's your believer doing? How are you believing? What are you believing? Because if your believer's doing good, the future's bright. Are you speaking against the wind? Are you speaking against the voices that are coming against you? Jesus said, finish. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said, I'm going to meet and supply all of your needs. Jesus said, I've given you a voice. Jesus said, I've called you in a great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Jesus said, I've called you to go cast out devils. Jesus said, I've called you. How do you speak with new tongues? Jesus said, you're supposed to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That's our commission. That's, our, that's what we've been called. These signs shall follow them that believe. How's your believer doing? How's your believer doing? How, I mean, how you're believing? How's your believer doing? How you doing in there? You know? I said, I'm not hearing you too well. You've been speaking. You know, you're letting the mountain speak to you or you're speaking to the mountain. Have you busted the devil in the mouth lately? Amen. And the only way you bust the devil in the mouth is the word of God. It is written, Jesus said. It is written. Get thee behind me, saying, It is written. It is written. It is written. Have you been smacking the devil? Come on. Amen. You got to do that. You got to do that. You got to speak again. Now look what he says here. Let's look some more. He says, you know, you shall condemn. Then he says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith God. So he's basically declaring and saying, listen, your righteous, your right standing is my business. Your heritage is my business. I've got you a heritage and you're right standing with me. So you've got to, how's my believer doing? Am I been speaking? Hallelujah. I've been speaking to the voices. I've been speaking against taking authority over what's been spoken against me. And I've been telling them, no, we're going over to the other side. Hallelujah. And have I been declaring what the word of God says over my life? Have I been declaring that there's peace in my life? Peace in my house. Hallelujah. If I've been declaring there's prosperity, there's blessing, I can, I can be a blessing. Amen. See, I believe that, I believe, I truly believe, hallelujah, that what the devil has intended, hallelujah, you know, for evil, God is going to turn around and make it good. He's going to turn around and cause life to flow and the true church and the power and the presence of God is going to rise up. Amen. And we're going to knock the devil in the head. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to defeat the devil on every side. Because the devil's thinking, well, if I can do this, I'll cause this. If they can't do it. Listen, we're going to watch God do supernatural things. So you've got to make sure. How's my believer? That might be the title, Greg. We'll see. How's my believer? That sounds like a good one. How's my believer? Or how's your believer? That's probably even better. How's your believer? And uh, that'll just cause people to think a little bit. Because it does. You know. And I look at myself in the mirror and I do that. I say, okay, how's, how's my believer? Am I speaking to the wind? 
I'm hearing all of this stuff. Am I speaking again? What does the word say for that? Is there peace in my house? Am I speaking life? Am I doing this? How am I handling it? What am I doing? Let's do it. Amen? Because, believe it or not, that's what brings the joy. Am I meditating the word of God? Am I doing this? Because then I'm going to prosper because I'm speaking against uh, the lies of the enemy. Even taking authority over what's going on, what's happening. God is a supernatural God. And he's supernatural for all of us. And he's going to bring it to pass. Amen? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and praise you. Lord, I just shared from my heart, and I think I preached for me. I think I needed it, and I preached me happy, and I preached, stirred up my believer. Hallelujah. Glory to God, and I've stirred up my speaking, and I've stirred up my speaker. Hallelujah. And I've stirred up the peace and the power and the presence of God. Lord, thank you for the declaration of your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only taking authority over what the enemy is saying, not coming against the winds of the lies of the enemy, but Father, I'm declaring peace, and I'm declaring blessing, and I'm declaring joy. Hallelujah. And I'm declaring health and healing, and life, hallelujah, life more abundantly, Lord. Thank you for it, Father. We thank you for that. We praise you for it. And I declare that. I thank you for Harvest Bible Church, that your hand is upon it. Supernatural supply in everything that we do. Lord, we honor you for it. And Lord, thank you for each and every. I preach to the body of Christ tonight. Hallelujah. But if somebody's watching this and looking, the key is believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. That's what it's all about. Because when you do that, and that's how you do The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10 that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. Amen. The Lord Jesus. Because it says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that's how we receive everything from God. We believe it in our heart and we get to say it with our mouth because we're declaring what God's word says. Hallelujah. And that's how you get born again. That's how you get your healing. That's how you get everything in life is believing saying and believing it and saying it up to I believe what God's word says. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It only matters what you say. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen.